Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast, where we believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need just two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. I am your host, Maria Benz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company who helps service-based businesses grow their revenue using online strategies. And I am here to share with you all of my tips and pointers every single week when it comes to digital marketing and business growth. Today's episode is sponsored by our premium Wix templates. If you're totally stumped on how to build your own website, but can't afford to hire a designer, that does not mean that you should skip out on the important things in the process like professional design, sales formula copywriting, and search engine optimization. Our premium Wix website templates are created with marketing and sales in mind. And the best part is that you can have a professional looking and functional website in just under 24 hours. Our website templates are completely stress-free. They're easy to use, so that means no Photoshop or coding required. They are designed to convert based on our signature homepage formula, and they are ready to launch as soon as you are done designing. So if you want to check this out, get it at mbmagency.com forward slash shop and use the discount code mindset to get 30% off. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to chat with Carolyn today. She is the CEO and co-founder of ROI Swift, which is an Amazon and digital marketing agency that excels in growing small and medium businesses. Carolyn is passionate about helping consumer brands grow through Facebook and Instagram ads, paid Google searches, and Amazon marketing. In addition to helping her clients see larger profits, Carolyn is also a mom of two and is a licensed pilot. So welcome to the show, Carolyn. Thank you for having me, Mary. Maria. Sorry. <laughs> no we just talking about different ways that people butcher people's names. Yeah, no worries. Well, welcome. I'm so excited to dive into Google Analytics and the metrics that everyone needs to know within their business. But before we get into that, tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So, um, Probably while you were still in diapers, I was working at Dell and uh, this was in the early, uh, late nineties, early two thousands and people were buying their first computer. So I was, you know, in charge of direct mail quickly. Um, that became Dell.com. And mm-hmm. that's where people were buying like their first computers, you know, MacBooks didn't exist yet. Like Mac had like 0% share. And now, you know, most of us are on a Mac that I, that I work with here in Austin, but, um, so I did that, uh, for a bunch of years, ran a bunch of different divisions within Dell, made a bunch of money for Michael Dell. And, um, but what I really liked was when I left and I went to a smaller company, um, a mom and baby brand after I had my kids stayed home and did consulting for a couple of years and really loved back being back in that smaller emerging brand environment. So I founded ROI Swift in 2015, about five years ago, to our goal is to help a thousand emerging brands grow. We we don't want to work with Nike. If Nike knocked on our door, we would send them away because we really love these emerging brands that deserve a chance. I love that. I love that. So tell me a little bit more about ROI. I know I introduced it a little bit, um, but tell me a little bit more in depth about your services, what you guys do. Yeah. 
So we, um, we are, we, you know, four core competencies, we're a Facebook agency partner. So we're uh, running Facebook ads for a lot of our businesses. One of our favorite claims to fame is we grew a brand from zero to uh, 12 million in 18 months, just on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And then we're also a Google agency partner. And then as well, we're one of uh, not that many uh, Amazon agency partners in the country. So um, we have, we have those three as well as we're also a Clavio um, marketing, email marketing partner. So really our, our core business is either direct to consumer, mostly direct to consumer Shopify businesses. Um, We do, uh, we do a lot with apparel, beauty, mom and baby. And then on the Amazon side, we work with brands to really capitalize on their performance on Amazon. We took a brand from 30,000 a month on Amazon to 500,000 a month on Amazon in like less than two years. So, um, that's That's just really, really rewarding for us. Yeah. I might have to have you back for another episode just to chat about Amazon. That's like so fascinating to me before I started my business. I dived deep into Amazon FBA. I did not end up doing anything with it, but I was like so fascinated (laughs) by kind of that aspect of working. Um, So let's chat about Google Analytics. So we are a website design company and a lot of our clients, once we create their websites, we connect them with Google Analytics. And most of them are like, I have no idea what this is. I don't know how to use this. You know, then I walk them a little bit through the back end and they're all mind blown about all the results that they can see. So if someone doesn't know, or maybe is a little bit confused about Google Analytics, can you explain a little bit about what it is and why it's important? Yeah, that's a a great question, Maria, because when we, um, before we take someone on, we actually ask, we, we have them sign an NDA that says we won't say anything about their stuff. And we look at their Google analytics and we're looking for three key metrics when we look okay. at someone's Google analytics. So if you're, depending on what, I mean, we mostly work with e-commerce, so I'm going to talk about e-commerce, but it, we can talk about it as it relates to other types of B2B or other types of uh, websites. But mm-hmm. we look at, first of all, um, your page load time. So is it less than four seconds? I cannot tell you how many people come to us and want to spend money on ads and they have the slowest website. Like they've got seven, eight second load times. And our partners here at Google, we spent a day with, um, at the Google offices pre-COVID with our partners here at Google. And they said 40% of your traffic leaves if your page doesn't load in four seconds. So I'm just going to repeat that because it's mind blowing that you're going to lose 40% of your traffic if your page doesn't load in four seconds or less. So you can do it through Google analytics. There's also a free, um, there's two other ones we use. We use Google page insights, which will also tell you speed. And then for, um, other folks, you can do GT metrics, which, mm-hmm. um, which people use a lot. So the first thing we look at before we run any ads is we never want to send good traffic to a bad website. So, um, a lot of people who haven't hired you, um, <laughs> come to us and they don't have the the best and most optimized website. So if, you know, if you haven't already worked with Maria, go and look at these things. The next thing we look at for an e-commerce site is we like to see 6% add to cart, 4% go to checkout and 2% checkout. So if we don't see a 2% or higher conversion rate, that's where we start to take a look at, um, well, is the, is the website bad? Is it slow? Is the checkout process confusing? Um, 
that's why we like Shopify because it's pretty well locked down. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't really mess it up with a lot of other ones. You can customize the cart so much that it's a disaster. Yeah. And yeah. then the last thing we look at, not the last thing, but the, one of the other things we look at is mobile versus desktop conversion. So okay. some of our brands have 85% or more of their traffic coming from their website um, on mobile. Mm-hmm. And we like mobile to be at least half of desktop conversion. So if your desktop is converting at three or three and a half, we like your mobile to be close to 1.75. Okay. Um, and if not, then we'll say, okay, you know, we've seen things where go and look at your website. We've seen things like just even responsive, um, when you, we saw somebody had a big, huge banner that took up the whole screen when you were on mobile that, you know, looked great on desktop. And I was like, but your customers aren't on desktop. So don't ever look at your website on desktop because it may look pretty to you, but that's not what your customers are doing. So we look at that. And then the, one of the final ones we look at for us is time to purchase. And Google will tell you that in the conversion um, Mm -hmm. metrics, just the time to purchase. So time to purchase, um, really tells you how long you should remarket for. And so, for example, we look at most folks like, and this isn't a hard rule of thumb, but less than a hundred dollar average order value. People don't tend to, um, they tend to, uh, convert quicker. So when they have more than a hundred dollar order value, like we've worked with clients that have 400, $800 average order values, we will follow you around for 30 days because it's not an impulse purchase. But we did an audit for somebody uh, recently who's not a client, but we audited their Facebook account and their agency. I went into Google Analytics and I looked at the time to purchase and 88% purchased within the first 24 hours. Wow. And they were following people around. They smartly had their remarketing set for people like zero to seven days who had abandoned card or not done checkout in seven days. But then they had another one that was, you know, eight to 30 days that was even more expensive than brand new prospects. And I was like, so that's Mm. what I love about what you said, Maria, is like all that data is right there for you to make intelligent decisions, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, These are are so good. I'm writing down some of these notes. So say if you um, start working with someone and their low time is just so, so bad, what would you recommend to them to start doing? I would recommend they go talk to you. No, (laughs) love it. (laughs) If they can't talk to you, if you're full, sometimes we'll send them to um, like storetasker.com, which is like the Upwork for Shopify. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll send them there. And uh, there's a couple of good mobile um, shops here in Austin that we recommend. So, you know, we say, don't spend any money on ads, stop running ads, go take that money you would spend and go put it into a conversion rate optimization and a site optimization project. That makes sense. And I, I, I love, kind of love what you mentioned about Shopify, but you mentioned that Shopify is set up for you to not mess up, but we work a lot with Shopify. I'm always so frustrated as the designer <laughs> because there's not a lot of like freedom as compared to some other platforms. That's true. But um, so sometimes if we're working with a very creative client, we're like, they want to do this. I'm like, I'm sorry, we can't. Um, you know, there's some, sometimes you can kind of work around things, but I think it is important to remember that Shopify is an e-commerce platform. 
and they're yeah. there to help you succeed. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I think adding some things or changing some things around does add to site speed or kind of how everything loads. So I think that's such a good thing to remember yeah, for I, those who are on it. Um, Google sent me a really interesting um, conversion rate optimization deck recently from our uh, Google agency rep. So we have a, a rep at Google that just, you know, works with us and our clients. And he um, sent us one and it was really interesting. It was for a backpack company and on their mobile, they changed from the little magnifier in the upper right for a search to, they moved it down to a search bar just below the, um, like the header, you know, that mm -hmm, header mm -hmm. at the top and their conversion went up 40%. Wow. So people couldn't see that little magnifier search or they didn't know that that was the search button or, you know, yeah, um, yeah. especially when you think of like programs, like old people like me, you know, who have been in the workforce for 25 years, we know what that little floppy disk means that that means <laughs> to save something. But my kids who are in fifth and seventh grade are like, what's that little square thing? And why do I push that to save something? So <laughs> Maybe the magnifier is not intuitive if you have an older audience. So we tell people that all the time, you know, install Hotjar and, and do A-B testing and, you know, uh, and really, you know, we're not website developers. We're not website optimizers. We send them to someone like you who knows what they're doing. But all we know is to look at the metrics and say, this is working. This isn't working. Go talk to your developer. Yeah. Yeah. And that is so, so important. I think a lot of people you know, they, I, like a lot of people come to us and they set up a website or they've um, gone to a designer, they try to do it themselves and thing just because they have something set up that they're good to go. But I love how you said that even something so small as moving the search button down, making it a search bar helped conversion, right? I think that's so good to play around, change things up, see what works, what doesn't. Um, what about if someone is listening to this and maybe they're an e-commerce brand and they don't have Google Analytics set up. And I, I, I've had this conversation with people, so I'm curious um, your thoughts. So I just want to put this out there. But if they're like, I don't have Google Analytics set up, you know, when I go, do I just connect it? Does it just automatically pull from my site? Do I need to connect certain things together to make sure it's reading correctly? What do you say to that? Yeah, what I love about Shopify is all you have to do is put in your, your Google Analytics number into Shopify and it does everything else for you. So all you have to do is set up, um, you know, make sure that you set up your Google analytics. You wouldn't believe how many people don't know how to set up a Google account with their work email rather than a Google email. So mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. always want everything tied to a company email. We've seen so many people like, well, I've got Google analytics with my Gmail and then I've got Google AdWords with a different one. We're like the one thing piece of advice we would give you is, set that up with your company email. And then it's real easy to go into Shopify and add like your free listings through the Google, the Google shopping app. So, and connect that through, you know, you'll have to have an AdWords account and a merchant center and all that. But once you do that, once you can just add all those other pieces on. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what about, so I know you said you work mainly with e-commerce. Can you give me any key metrics? Maybe they're very similar, but any key metrics for B2B businesses? Yeah. So we, we still look at the same sort of thing, but we look at more like cost per lead and cost per acquisition. And, you know, even in our business yet, yeah, we run a couple of Google ads ourselves for our, 
our own business. And so we look at cost per lead, cost per acquisition, um, and then we track them all the way through our, our sales process. So it's a little more complex. You got to have, you know, if you're using Salesforce or one of those things, you've got to have someone who knows what they're talking about to, to hook up the Google ID and follow it all the way through. But at the very least, you can be tracking um, cost per lead and those types of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. I'm trying to think what other, like, what are some of your favorite things about Googling analytics? Like for me, I love checking out, um, you know, the most popular pages, like say most popular blogs, then I get ideas for, I don't know, other blog or podcast episodes or where people are coming from. What are some other important, um, I guess, metrics that business owners can find on Google analytics that they may not even know it's there? Yeah, good question. So um, we already talked a little bit about devices. You can see your mobile versus desktop, how that does. Um, uh, Time on page is also really interesting. So if, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, people are abandoning quickly or there's a high bounce rate on the page, you know, is there something wrong with the page or is, is it not what they're looking for? Is it not indexed correctly? So we also encourage people to, it's free to set up Google search console on mm, your, I love that one. Yeah. And then, then you can submit your site map and make sure Google crawls it and you can see if there's any problems with your pages or redirects or broken links or things like that. Um, and the other, some of the other things we like about Google analytics, we'll go always to the acquisition and source medium. Cause we always like to see how does Google organic convert versus mm. Google paid versus Facebook paid versus, you know, referrals versus your affiliates and all of those other, um, traffic sources. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you said, we like to go and see which pages have a lot of traffic. And one of the things we'll do there is a lot of times people will have an e-commerce store, but they'll have a blog, but those blog, the people are looking for education. They're not looking to buy just yet. Mm. So we'll set up different Klaviyo email pop-ups depending on what page you're on. So you can sub-segment it by the page instead of having one pop-up for your whole site, you can have one pop-up that's really more about ordering or, you know, 10% off your first order or whatever. Um, for people that are in the shopping path, but people who are on your blog page will set up like a download PDF pop-up. So you can, you know, Hey, download like the five best things about Google analytics and then capture their email that way. And then you can, you know, continue to market and nurture them until they, they are in, uh, in the buying space. Mm -hmm. That is helpful. And I love Google search console. When I remember when I found that years ago, I was like, Oh my goodness. What is this beautiful? There's like such like so much more information of how you're popping up on Google. And then I started connecting all of our clients to it and everyone would never, I feel like a lot of people don't know about it as much as, you know, Google analytics or Google ads, but it's so helpful. And yeah, we use that a lot. We'll see like, okay, maybe you're ranked 20th organically through Google search console. So we'll go and buy those terms so that you can show up at the top of the page. So the, the organic and paid work really well together. And you can use like, okay, this is a really high volume term. It's getting a lot of pressions, but we're on page two. So let's go buy this term until we can, you know, rank better for this term. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you mentioned time on page. So I wanted to go back to that because that's something I feel like people are always striving to keep people more on the page. Are there any tips that you have about that in regards to anything that you've seen within your clients that help them keep their users more and longer on the page. Yeah. So on the product detail page, we, we did a experiment with, um, 
with one of our clients now, I was working with the developer. They didn't have an in-house person. So I was helping manage the developer because it was, you know, in our best interest to get their conversion rate up too. Yeah, yeah. And they, um, what we did was we did a, a totally different product detail page. So what we found was people were only getting through about 40% of their page because it was just super long text heavy. There was mm-hmm. no design elements to break up the page into smaller chunks. There was no shading, like the reviews just were a big, long litany. So we redesigned the product detail page and their conversion rate went from 1.75 to 2.5 um, on the page that we redesigned. So it was, so we started with one of their products, one of their high volume products and really made it much more aesthetically pleasing, broke it up into smaller chunks. Um, they, they added shading and, and things like that so that it wasn't just one big long text block. And that was amazing to me that your product detail page, another metric we look at is product detail to cart. So how many people went to the cart after going to that product detail page and seeing what you can do to improve that product detail page? Mm-hmm. I love that. So before it was text heavy, but you guys redesigned it. So it was a little bit um, I want to say maybe easier to read. So were you having little, little text photos, little text photos kind of breaking it apart that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like block, you know, block quotes or something to call things out. So, uh, we used a couple of different features within Shopify and some templates. So then we could just reapply that template and it really was terrific. You know, even just moving stuff up above the fold so that everything went up above the fold and then breaking it out into smaller sections that were either some were white background, some were gray background. So you got that visual break that, you, Hey, I know I can skip this section and go to this next section. And it was, it was pretty awesome. I love that. I'm like taking some notes. We're actually working on a few product detail pages right now. <laughs> this is some good information. Yeah. Um, and we'll use like Google optimize or some of the others just to do some AB testing. Um, which is pretty daunting for folks, but it's pretty easy to do. Now, looking kind of into the future, is there anything that you can uh, maybe forecast or something that you guys will be, like your company will be focusing on in 2021 in regards to Google Analytics? Um, In regards to Google Analytics, not quite as much. There's, There's some things there. Um, we really like to look to at average order value by different channel, like who's spending more money and which, which of your customers are more profitable. Um, we'll also look at the other big one we look at is the multi-channel funnel, which is really mm-hmm. important because, you know, Google defaults to last click. So we really like to see, well, Hey, they come in first through the ad. And if they came in first through the ad, if you hadn't run the ad, that person never would have got there, you know? So maybe they come in first to an ad and then they go to your site and they abandon, then they get an abandoned cart email. So their, their final in Google analytics says they came in through email. Well, they never would have come in through email. So we like to look at those assisted conversions in Google as well. Got it. Got it. That is very helpful. Thank you so much. I feel like this is such a good episode for those who are a little bit scared about Google analytics, um, a little bit confused, but I think this is a good um, a good episode for them to see. It's not that scary. It's super easy to connect. And then they have those few key metrics that they can really take a look at and kind of start focusing and then, um, kind of play around with it as they go on. 
But um, before we go, let me know how people are able to work with you and then connect with you online as well. Yeah, sure. We, um, you can reach us at roiswift.com, roiswift.com. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can fill out, um, fill out a quick contact form there, or you can go ahead and, um, you know, check us out on LinkedIn or Facebook. We are the cobbler with no stones. We're so, you know, no shoes. We're the ones who are always working on everybody else's stuff, but, um, it's really encouraging to hear you and, and some of your other podcasts talk about, how you guys do such a much better job um, <laughs> with your own with your own uh, PR than we do. But yeah, you can find us online and happy to connect with anyone uh, that has more questions. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand. I for the longest time I was doing websites and um, I started off kind of with marketing in general and I was the same way. I was, you know, so busy working on my clients. I had no time for myself until recently. <laughs> so I, I think I think that's fairly common. I'm glad you took the time. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thank you for your time today. Thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.